Welcome to episode number 104 of the Ross, L and Luke show. We talk about military imposed curfews and some great family games to play while we're all experiencing this lock-in. One of those family games is Luke's favorite, true or false. And we have a bit of a go at that on this episode. So you get to find out a few of the things that uh, the boys have been up to. We also talk about healthy eating, fasting and nutritional health, as well as financial investing. Stay tuned, there's plenty to hear. Rosie blokes, we're dads, we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a heap of mistakes, learned a shitload and created plenty of wins. We've taught us a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, leadership and business. We're here to share our journey and learnings with you. You may get three different perspectives or one universal agreement, but whatever you take away, we hope it made a difference in your day. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, boys. Oh, I don't know that I've made a shitload of mistakes. I'm not sure that I want to own that. <laughs> Between it. Maybe I made the line. I'm going to flag the dead air, boys, in between the intro. That was barely shit, I'll be honest. That's because you weren't there, Luke. The space for you... I chimed in. ...was open. Okay. Well... <laughs> so, so in the future then, I'll uh, maybe I just say hello to you one at a time so you, so you don't talk over each other and, and weird things like that. So, yeah, yeah that oh, a little bit of, well, that's little bit of contention for, for airspace is, is a good thing. I'm pretty sure the stuff we're talking about now should be discussed prior to the podcast. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> we're not going to get on Fox FM at this rate, boys. Um, you know, well, that's the goal. I propose, you know, whatever. I propose that we all arrive two minutes before the scheduled time so we can have this conversation. At least that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> That's the gold. What's, so what's happening? I got confused, and it's actually a good confusion. I thought I thought today we were in stage four, but it's tomorrow. So I get another day of pretend freedom until my pretend non-freedom kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing to wake yeah. up thinking you're a prisoner and realizing you're wrong for a day. Yeah, well, what are we? We're, we're, we're all in Melbourne anyway, so we're in stage hmm. four restrictions. So, I don't know. Midnight I think, tonight, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. everyone's trying to do the right thing anyway, but certainly a bit quieter out there. It's. Um, well, that's, that's it. If it was quieter, but I thought, geez, there's still a lot of traffic. That's weird. And, and someone else pointed out, you know, it starts midnight tonight. So. Okay, yeah. Well, that's most industries so, so as well. Work, hmm. Well, for, for, the, for work, for personal, it started on Sunday. Like, I think it was, what, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, they made the announcement on Sunday, and they said 8 p.m. tonight is uh, is curfew. And yeah. Well, so the, curfew, yeah, the nighttime curfew started, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird to wake up one day and be told that you're uh, you're um, you're on, you've got a curfew to be, at, you know, at home. Yeah. Well... My, it never worked. My mum did it, so uh, it's going interesting to see how it pans out now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, they're having they've been having a lot of trouble with all the parties. Um, it's been a, a, a big issue. A lot of people gathering, uh, you know, unprotected and partying in 
and they've just had to kind of deal with that. So they've managed to make curfews. Uh, fucking worry. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, look, I think at this this time around, it's a bit different. I was speaking to someone yesterday about it, and uh, you know, initially when the lockdown came, you know, everyone was on board, and there was a you know there was an air of you know um, positivity. You know that that you know we'll all band together and and get past it. But now it sort of comes with um, you know an air of well, people sort of at their wits' end. Uh, you know, multitude of factors, people worn down by it. It's just a bit different this time round. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone sort of had a had enough in some way, shape, or form. So it's like a gut full, mate. Yeah, but you know, in saying that, it's still no reason to be fucking, you know, lashing out and having parties and throwing full caution to the wind. And you know, good good luck to them. But you know, it's it's a bit different when they're doing that and then you know, integrating back into the community or going to work and stuff like that. Um, and that's I think that's what they're saying with the with workplaces, um, abattoirs, you know, things like that. And I fucking, I called it. I called it six weeks ago and I said to everyone I fucking knew, I said, there will be a shortage of fucking chicken, meat. It'll happen because it happened in the States. You've only got to look outside of our country to see what other things happen. And, and America's on a fucking grand scale. So when it happens, it really happens. You know what I mean? It doesn't miss the news. Uh, they had, I think in one, you know, one fucking state, they had 1,600 meat workers out. That was it. There was fucking plenty of chooks, plenty of, Cows, but no one to no one to chop them up and put them on the shelves. No one to drive them there. Um, and so this is, you know, that that's a bit of an issue. So yeah, supply, you know, shortages in the supply chain, uh, which is shit. Um, but you know, we're not going to go hungry. But that's just a byproduct of you know where we're at at the moment too. You know, um, mm, shame. Yeah, it's, I don't, they got restrictions on milk at the moment. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so that's a bit of a, a bit of a challenge. I know when I was a kid growing up, I'd go through two liters of milk a day. And if they're going to put restrictions on things like milk, because milk, does, let's face it, milk doesn't really keep. So yeah. if you're going to be buying heaps, you're going to be using it. Yeah. Uh, and they're putting restrictions on on milk. So you know how often, if it's two liters um, that you were allowed to collect, do you know how much it is at the moment? Uh, not a not a hundred percent. No, I, I have my daughter and I have yeah. soy, coconut, almonds. We just don't have dairy anyway, so it doesn't affect us. Sure, sure, but there's restrictions on that too, isn't there? Mm. I don't know, man. I, I, so, so first time round, right? I had I had enough supplies to to do a little bit here, a little bit there. I I, I couldn't do one meal without going to the shops, you know or one day's meals without going to shops and picking up a few things. With the first round of madness, I just changed my habits. So I started to just buy one of this, one of that, one of, you know, so every time I go, I get one pasta, one rice, one toilet paper, you know, and I've just built up. So now I've got a good pantry, you know, all that stuff just sitting there, um, including a lot of long life milk, um, you know, so, it, you know, and I, have, I feel like I've done it responsibly. And yeah. uh, I don't have, you know, I don't have a whole house full of this stuff. But I've got enough, you know. I could certainly go for the next six weeks if I wasn't let out of the place food wise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we should be having one meal a day anyway, so it'd be help, good for us to all cut down. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. We'll. we'll yeah. We'll see. Um, 
The milk is an interesting one for at our family. So my uh, my wife doesn't have a lot of milk anymore, and I don't have a lot. But uh, if I do have milk, I do goat's milk. If yep. uh, my wife, when she has milk, she does almond. Uh, my two boys, one of them does soy and one of them does dairy. So the four of us have all four different milks. So if we go and we need mm. we need milk for each of us, we need four litres of milk. They may all be different, but we know, nonetheless, we need four litres of milk. Yeah. Look, the, 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 so I don't know about the dairy, but in, the, in all those other varieties, the long life stuff's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can get, you can get powdered stuff as well. Um, yeah. 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 So it's not not the end of the world, but um, yeah, I think it's important. You know, we sort of just hang on and, uh, you know, do what we've got to do in regards to, um, you know, not overbuying everything and uh, everyone's starting to panic. Yeah. So I think we're pretty right there in that space. Yeah. Well, things like meat won't keep anyway. So if you panic by your meat, you're just going to be throwing it out. Yeah. Right. Be freeze, mate. Okay. Deep freeze. Deep yeah. freeze. Yeah, you can freeze, but you you know, how much freezer space have you got? Well, Actually, you know, Especially when you've got the important things like ice cream. <laughs> Some of those big ones sitting in the garage, mate. Yeah, the giant yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, if you've already got that, it's probably already stopped. Could be. <laughs> Yeah. Mate, I'm, I'm having lots of soy uh, and, and, and other vegan products to uh, make it easy for my daughter. So again, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting fresh fish a couple of times a week because I've been told to. Um, yeah, no. So I think I think you know what I'm yeah that's it. What I'm finding is you know as you, as you alluded to more than once, well you know there are health benefits to starting to, to pick and choose and, and not just you know not just buy a pack of meat pies or a couple of steaks or you know pick and choose. There's so much, I'm seeing so much more vegetable-based stuff, so much more stuff that isn't full of preservatives, you know, and these are all the things I'm, I've been instructed by a dietitian to look for. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all good from what I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a week ago, we actually tried out one of those vivid, um, like, meal prep packs. So mm-hmm. it comes in a couple of boxes with all the ingredients you need to make the, the meals. You just say, hey, these are the meals I want, and you know, they deliver it and to your house just to simplify the process so we didn't have to go out. And, you know, within within a week of us doing that, uh, suddenly we've, we've hit the stage four lockdown. So that's going to be useful for us moving forward, make sure all our, our dinners are done, uh, which certainly yeah. simplifies and reduces the amount of shopping we need to do. And on. Mm. Yeah, that works. Mm. Mm. Definitely works. Um, yeah, and you're right. I think the fruit and veg. Um, you know, I think yeah, there's been a bit more of that around. Um, I've noticed as well, which is good. Mm. Yep. Yep. And as you, uh, I think you're right, Luke. You know, stage four, New Zealand's done it. I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I don't follow all this stuff in real detail, so I don't know who else has done it, but. New Zealand did it. It was effective for them, you know, and it, 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 you know, it didn't, didn't cause apparently didn't cause any substantial long-term effects. So it's just a new phase for us as Melbourneians to to experience and deal with. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah. I suppose. I mean, what's that look like for um, 
you know, the economy moving forward, it's sort of taken a bit of a battering, um, you know, yep. as it as it stands, uh, which is yeah, which is a bit of a bit of a bit of an issue, I suppose, um, for some, um, especially a lot yep. of hospitality. You know, again, they've sort of yoga studios, things like that. They're just yeah, getting smashed, opening and then then closing, and you know, um, yeah, so. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. There's a lot that is sort of just burning through cash at a rapid rate. Um, mm. So I don't know what it's going to look like, um, you know, on the other side, as they say. Uh, yeah, it's just well, the precedent. Yeah. The precedent we've got is the Great Depression. Yeah, surprise, surprise, a little under 100 years ago. Yep. Yeah. So interesting how the cycles go, isn't it? I mean, we haven't had the scale of wars that we had in the 20th century, but the wars are there nonetheless. Hmm. Yeah. And the yeah, fall, well, and the recession, the depression. <laughs> it's, all, it's all history going around again, isn't it? Well, yeah. we've got 100 years since the last virus, so if we go on 100 hmm. years for the, for the next depression, the effects of this may uh, may be soon felt. Hmm. Mm, okay. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's it's a certainty because you've got the government stepped in, propped up the economy, you know, phase one, said, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll be over September. We're actually going into a worse situation now that September's coming. You yeah. know, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. So there is only one way, logically, that this can go. And, and economics is a logical, you know, study so yeah okay there's no there's no point pretending it's going in another direction so on, on the back of that though what does that mean what that means is you know we've, we've touched on this before you know crisis equals opportunity and not i'm not talking about profiteering i'm talking about all the possibilities that we've got as community we've talked about that before the possibilities we've got in business to reinvent um you know if you look at well we've been alive so the last 40 to 50 years i think between yeah. us we're all there Look at yeah. the things that have come and gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, true. And our lives improve. They don't, they don't get worse. Sorry, I'll, yeah. I'll stop now, Luke. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think, yeah, look, you know, with, with everything out there, the uncertainty, the, the, you know, the mismatch in the, in, the, um, in the stock market as well, you know, things continue to go up, you know, and that, that's, that's, you know, partly due to... The Fed, um, well, you know, the Fed in the States sort of pumping up, you know, their, their fiscal and stimulus uh, into the economy, um, you know, and it, it sort of has a bit of a, that's that mismatch, you know, between what's sort of really happening on the ground uh, for some um, or majority over there um, and, you know, and the market. So, you know, a few things at play, a lot more people are at home, so they're, you know, they're into the Robin Hood type investing, so if they've got $1,500 and now they've got five days a week to, um, you know, do something, you know, they're all sort of jumping on the stock market bandwagon, buying shares, so that pumps things up. The smart money's in bullion at the moment, um, has been for probably <laughs> the last three months. Um, so, and even ETFs and stuff like that, maybe Aussie backed a better decision, Um for me, but I think even they are um, a better investment. So shifting from you know your standard tech stocks, Woolies, banks, uh, forget banks, they'll be on a gradual slide from now until 
fucking who knows. Um, and they'll continue to try and suppress, you know, the price of, of gold and silver as they fucking constantly do, but it's, it's pushed mm. up. I mean, the return on it in the last 12 months has been astronomical. So, I mean, we're up to 30% and it's pushing... Gold's record high. Yeah, it's pushing, like, that's the 10-year... That, well, that's the highest... Um, you know, point ever. So ten years. That's right. Uh, ten in ten years. So if it pushes past the two thousand US mark, then it'll break out. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a safe haven. Yeah, it's it's where sort of right. people go because it's tangible and you can years. hold it. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, and that's the bad shit because a lot of our Aussie. A lot of Aussie workers in construction and that, you know, they're heavily invested in, um, you know, property and stuff like that over here and construction and, you know, that dives in the arse. You know, you know, I've heard of guys waking up and there's 25 grand off their portfolio and I'm like, fuck, you can't look at it like that. Thing is, I don't have control. I can't shift assets very quickly, you know, and that's what I say to people, you know, it's great to own fucking 10 houses, but what the fuck are you going to do with it now? Yeah, no one can inspect them. No one's, <laughs> no, no one's fucking buying. Well, no, people are buying, but no one's really selling so you know you're caught in a fucking and then the government want their stamp duty so if you had a million dollars in property or you had a million dollars in a share portfolio i mean what are we talking you know in in fees to do a transaction of a million dollars i mean maybe maybe 160 dollars you know in in brokerage fees to transfer from say you know property etf to a gold etf job done you know, it's it just. There's a big difference though on on uh, income from that. Like a property is going to deliver you uh, money every year, whereas gold won't necessarily do that. Like it doesn't pay you unless it goes up, and then you sell it. There's no income on that money. We'll say thirty percent. So thirty percent, twelve months ago. I think it was even even ten months. So that's the thirty percent increase that. So if you invested a billion dollars into um, you know, a spread of, say, ETF, um, gold ETFs, or just gold and silver ETFs, then you'd be up, mate. My, you know, my thinking is on that. If it's up 30%, you've got your million in. You take your fucking cream off the top. 160 bucks to take 30% off a million. You do the math. It's fucking not too bad, is it? Well, what if you had it in gold for 10 years? Well, it's the same, no, but just to be clear, Ross, just to be clear, Ross, for anyone that isn't aware, an ETF is a leveraged instrument. It's nothing to do with gold, really. It's leveraged from no. gold, so it is a trading instrument. It's not gold. So you do actually, you can generate revenue from it. However, yeah. it, has, it has to be, you know, either you have to have long ETFs, which you generate when it's going up, or short ones that you generate when it's going down. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you're right though, Ross. Like I do agree. Like long, long term, um, it's it's you know it's. I mean, it's a store of wealth. So you know, Warren Buffett says, "Oh, look, it it doesn't do anything. It doesn't you know generate income. It doesn't compound." Yes and no, but a lot of people leverage their portfolio, um, you know, with that to 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 mitigate times like this. You know what I mean? Um, there's been tech stocks out there like last year, um, even halfway through this year, they've just skyrocketed. We're talking like, you know, you invest something five years ago, these, mm-hmm. these have gone 350, 400% return, yeah? So there comes a point where, and, and I suppose my premise is, is that people don't have enough control over their super sometimes. Is it a good thing? Yes, for some. Um, is it a bad thing for others that could potentially control it a bit more? Yes, you know. So, and in saying that, so you can take cream off these 
three, four hundred percent of returns, just take the cream off the top, mate. Yeah, you're then in cash, and then now you've got the ability to to switch it to maybe the gold ETFs. And again, if they skyrocket through the roof, fucking take the cream off, mate. There you go, and you can put it back into cash. Yeah, and then when the market completely implodes, you can come back to the tech stocks and buy them for fuck all, um, and and ride the boom in the next ten years. You know. And then buy some property along the way. <laughs> so that's it. I've got digital gold and silver. My business partner, and we got it as a hedge. We didn't get it as an investment. We got it as a hedge. Nah, that's right. We got yeah. it. For, we got it. We got it for what we we believed was coming, and it's still coming. We're not there yet. And nah. there's a possibility that I'll be able to tra- trade my lump of gold for a property. You know, it might get to that. Yeah. Who knows? But you, yeah, and you're right. You can't be you can't be balls and all in it with with this too. You know, you've got gold bugs out there that have been carrying on for five, six years. Yeah, but it's like, well, that's great. But as long as you're diversified in other areas, do you know what I mean? Um, I can definitely, yeah, you've definitely got to leverage against um, you know times like this, and that that's the perfect. Um, well, in my my eyes, it's a perfect um, solution. And as well as just, yeah, diversify property, tech, staples, uh, you know, woolies and stuff like that, bunnings, good one. So, well, West Farmers, as they say, but again, that retail environment at the moment is just getting hammered into the ground. It's completely, like, shot to pieces. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, you got no idea uh, at the moment what's going on. And some of these big, big uh, companies are now starting to move in and take over and see opportunity past, you know, the next sort of year or two, you know, for them to get a bit more market share. So watch this space, I suppose. Mm. Bunnings have certainly been doing very good business with all the people <laughs> stuck at home. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's um, very hard for them too, you know, like they've had to change their model and although they're a massive conglomerate, you know, a lot of the people that work there are young blokes, you know, um, females, like, you know, there's there's mums and dads, you know, ex-tradies and stuff. So they're all sort of doing the best that they can. Um, yeah, so you, especially people coming into the store. So it changes their model again. Um, I knew a guy who was in New Zealand when the lockdown happened over there and he actually worked for Bunnings and he said they <clears throat> they won't shut it down. It's more of a click and collect. Because he said, you can imagine like yep. like just shutting us down, like all distribution, nothing. You know, you guys, it's a it's a pretty massive exercise to do that. So that's what they did um, in New Zealand, and, and that's obviously what they're doing here. Yeah, well, my tap started leaking the uh, the other day, and yeah. so I had to go to Bunnings to get you know replace the the washers because um, tap water was just pouring out of the tap. And if, if Bunnings wasn't open. <laughs> I would have been screwed. We were losing. Um, we we collected it, and I think we got um, a, a bathtub of water in half a day. That's how quickly it was coming out of the tap. Oh, just because the uh, the washer had broken. Like they were pretty new washers. The kids just threw down one of them down too tight. They thought they one was uh, one was leaking because they hadn't done it up tightly enough. They thought it was the other one, so they they yanked on that one to try and screw it down and <laughs> busted the washer. Oh, and uh, yeah, the water was just pouring out of it. So in you know in half a day we collected a, a bathtub of water. So yeah. imagine if I couldn't have got to London to to deal with that. Yeah, that's uh, madness. Madness. Mm. Uh, yeah. So what else is news, boys? 
Well, you were just saying uh, off air before we before we started that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the game we're playing. So, oh yeah, so I yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll play it. I'll explain to the listeners what it is. When I go for shock value, right? Especially with my kids, I like to just get them to go. Oh, really? Um, and so we play a game of true or false, and I'll say, you know, when I was 12 years old, um, you know, I was out and about, and, and this happened, you know, true or false, and, you know, nine times out of ten, uh, they're like, that's got to be false, Dad. And I'm like, no, that's true. It's very true. Uh, and then that opens up the dialogue about, you know, what were you doing? Where are the parents? And, you know, was everything all right? Um, so, yeah, uh, what was well, – I'll give you an example. Uh we lived near a dairy, um, a milk factory, right? And we used to go and just get into the facility and run around. They had a fair bit of land around it with bushes, so it was a bit of a known, you know, hangout for, for young young folks. And I think we were about, sort of, yeah, 12, 13. Um, and I said, uh, one day we went in there and um, we climbed up we climbed up the silos and these things are like, I don't know, man, they're like 30 feet in the air. You know, they're like big milk silos. <laughs> And they had one lonely ladder that went all the way up to the top. And I said, yep. Yeah. So we climbed up this and I showed them, you know, a photo. I said, true or false? And they said, false. I said, true. Uh, yeah. And that was pretty funny until the police were called. And then um, I think everyone sort of had a go climbing up the top and then one boat got caught. So, like, obviously some neighbours had seen kids around. And, yeah, so everyone ran and our, our lonely mate got caught. So we had to leave him behind. <laughs> Yeah. So that was one story. That's pretty tame, though. So that's pretty good. Have you got one? No, no, no. I just nah. Oh, oh. Well, try with your kids. Try it with your kids. True or false? True or false? When I was maybe I was twelve. That'll yeah. do. I was up in Funnel, Queensland, FNQ, mate, where the family hails from, and. There's a volcanic crater up there, and we were visiting that, and I decided to climb down the waterfall instead of walking on the path. And there was a moment where, like, I lost my hold and slipped and thought I was going to fall all the way to the bottom, and I landed on a ledge instead of falling all the way to the bottom. True or false? Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I know it's true. There's too much detail in it. <laughs> you've, got to just, yeah, you've just got to give him the old, you know, the old shock factor. Um, All right. How about this one? Oh, go. There was a, there's an empty block just down the road from us. There was yeah. a, a jump. There was a pile of dirt which had been turned into a bike jump. It would have been about six foot high and about six foot long with a little yeah. tabletop on the top. And uh, if you went pretty fast, the idea was to go up one side, get some air, and then come down the other side. So I went uh, up as far as I could up the road, came flying down as fast as I could, cleared the top of the uh, the jump, went to go nose first, but I jumped so far I cleared the whole jump, and uh, I landed front wheel first. But I managed to stay on my front wheel instead of crumpling into the ground for about 10 metres before I fell. Sure, false. Oh, I'd say true. False. False. I reckon some of that's true that you've enhanced it. 
I, I, I don't know about the 10 metres. I don't know exactly how far it was, but I expected that was going to end horribly. So it's true. Um, and I don't know how I managed to stay on that one wheel. When I came off the front, coming to the front down, I thought I was, I thought I was a goner. I got a feeling my body just locked up so tight that yeah. when the front wheel hit, I didn't crumple. But yeah, I just, I, yeah, I thought that was it for me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I went along the front wheel for a bit and then fell over. The distance, I don't actually know though how far it was. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Okay, I've, I've got another one. Yeah, you go. Um, I've got some more no, after it's that. Your, it's your turn. It's sure. your turn. You go. Uh, yeah. Me and my mate were riding down the the, the strip shop, a local local strip shop, you know, butchers and all that. Um, rollerblader was riding towards us. <clears throat> uh, I wasn't looking. They weren't looking. My wheel went into their gut. They went through the plate glass window of the bottle shop. True or false? I reckon enhanced, true but enhanced. True, <laughs> yeah, it was true. <laughs> yeah. Did you enhance it or was it exactly as it happened? No, that was it, yeah. yeah. They just oh, went wow. straight okay. through the plate glass window. It was about a five by three metre window. Um, and they got up and I said, yeah, right. And they said, yeah, no worries. And off they go. <laughs> so fucking went the other way. <laughs> Nothing to say. Wow. Yeah. Uh. We had, a, we had a little jump in our front yard, just a little BMX jump. It wasn't very big. It was you know, maybe a, a foot high and a, and, a, and a foot long. So it was a pretty dangerous one because they're kind of, kind of sharp like that and you can flip your, flip your bike. Anyway, I, I uh, pulled that hard when I went off the top of it. I actually flipped my bike and did a 360. Yep. True or false? Or I false? False. It wasn't me. It was someone else. It was one of our mates. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, I like that one. Yeah. Now we're getting the hang of it. Uh, well, I got one more. I got go. one more. Go. All right. So when I, I, when I was at uni, I loved it because you could, you know, you paid like a couple hundred bucks a year, and you could just join any club for like nearly nothing, and you could do all sorts of incredible stuff, really cheap. Yeah. So one of the things I did was join the parachuting club at Monash Uni, and. Mm with a mate and he actually went on to be a paraglider. I didn't, I didn't go on with it. Um, yeah. This is probably why. So we, we didn't want to do tandem. We wanted to do our own jump. So, um, so we did all the training and preparation and we were down, this was down at Pakenham and um, first jump, um, you know, like, I mean, I love that shit, but I'm still shitting myself, you know? So, yeah. so, like I, I love to shit myself <laughs> in that way. So, so like bungee jumping is not enough for that. I, I find yeah. that boring. Yeah. So anyway, so we've done all the preparation and first jump and my main shoot doesn't work. I've got to pull the bloody reserve. <laughs> and I was very grateful for the training and, um, mate, I was heart within the chair. That was probably the most freaked out I've ever been in my entire life. But anyway, I landed it and decided I'm never going to do that again. That's insane. Now, is that true? Sure. No, I'm going to say that that. I mean, if it's not if it's not true, it should be. Yeah, I'm going for truth. Yeah, I just made it all up, and I'm I'm listening to you, Luke, and learning. So thanks for the tip. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you need young kids. Though. They're way more gullible. They're way more gullible. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine your first jump, you're going to go to the fucking reserve. <laughs> oh, nah. Yeah, nah, that, that's, that's no good at all, mate. You hear stories like that all the time. So, mate, um, Trump. I don't know. Oh, I got one for you. Go, Ross. I've got one more after that. It's, it's go. You go. Awesome. So, uh, so my, my brother and I were running down the street, and it was late at night. There was no one around. So we were running up the, the doors and the, and the windows and the, the walls as we ran down the, down the shop. Like, it was a big row of shops. We just run along. We just run it up them, just, you know, like it's a wall. It could be a window. It doesn't matter. We just run it up and back down again, run it up and back down again. Anyway, um, I tried to run as, up one as high as I could. And I went through the window and landed square in the display. <laughs> through the window, it smashed and landed square in the display. Oh. True or false? Okay, false. False? Yeah, I'll another one that wasn't me. <laughs> no, it wasn't my brother. It wasn't me, it wasn't my brother. But it, it, the, uh, the, the incident did happen. It was hilarious. We're all running down the street. There was probably about half a dozen of us or more uh, yeah. running down the street and running up and down the windows. And one of them's just gone through the window and he's standing inside the, the shops just like a foot in from the window, standing there. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> ah. See, that's, that's, a, that's a good one, Ross. And <clears throat> I've just discovered you can just, you can get a bit more outlandish uh, with the stories, especially if they're not yours mm. so you could say that mm. well, yep. it's true you know what I mean just to freak the kids out a mm. bit more um, mm. yeah it's cool oh, I've got one more um, <laughs> we had a massive hill like where we used to live I'm talking this hill was like Mount Everest so if you went down on your pushy you know you'd have to have good brakes anyway one of the local blokes his sister was on a bike we said to her hey don't go down the hill. It's like it's super fast, and there was just a, a road that ran across at the bottom. And um, now she goes, you know, all good. Turned around, we heard a massive screech, bang. Um, we saw a, an object go. I don't know. It must have. Been, it looked like yeah, you know, like twenty feet up in the air, and then just land in the windscreen of the car. And then we went down to the bottom of the hill, and there was a young girl with her ass stuck through the windscreen up to her armpits. So she was up to her knees and her armpits. Her ass had gone straight through the window and knocked the driver out. True or false? That's got to be false. It's fucking true. I'm, I'm leaning towards false. True. It's fucking true. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And she was. She was all right, too. She was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Car just didn't Very turn. Easy. Yeah. And the Ambos came, and then, yeah. Then the driver came too, and they didn't know what happened. <laughs> got knocked out by an arse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was freaky, man. It was really freaky. But the Ambos were there. I'm telling you, man, it was almost like four minutes. <laughs> the Ambos were there, and she was wrapped up, put in the back, gone. <laughs> yeah. She lived. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's a crazy one. Yeah. yeah, it is. All right. Guys, well, something more to say there, Al? <laughs> no, I just, I just, uh, I think it's a great thing to do with your kids, Luke. Good one. <laughs> you got to let them know you're real. You can't, you can't hide them from the earth. They're just like, what do you mean you did that? How old were you? Was there parents around? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's, it's no, it's true. It's great, and um, so I, I, well, I haven't done it that way. I love the way you've done it. I just told them yeah. the truth. So they, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know 100% of what I've done, but they probably know. You know, they know 90%. Yeah. There's just some stuff that, that just there's no need to tell them. <laughs> you know, nah, I guess maybe when they're parents or something like that. Maybe you know, but but not before. Yep. Um, but uh, the other thing that the kids love, especially when they're a bit younger, is stories that they can't remember about when they were young. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. They love those. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, nice. Excellent. Time. Well, there's some, some good family games to, to play and uh, <laughs> over the coming weeks during mocking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, I was going to mention after these stories uh, my youngest one said Dad have you ever been to jail I said listen well not technically but you know there was a bit of a mix up and yeah you know um, yeah all good <coughs> I've been to the city lock I was saying specify what yeah specify what mm. you mean by jail <laughs> Well, if if it's if it's anything to do with police and there's like a door that's locked, that's that's jail for a kid, man. Has to be, doesn't it? I agree with you. That's jail. My dad's been to jail. That's the conversation they're having online. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've told my kids that one or not yet. Actually. The lock up. No, I haven't been like no, I haven't been like convicted in the you know court of law and and shimmied off to no. remand. Um, no. No. So, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right like that. <laughs> but anyway, I just didn't know how to answer. And I'm like, well, you know, because you don't want to lie to them, do you? No, no. So is this, so uh, boys and girls, this, this tattoo on my arm here, this is a jail tattoo, true or false? <laughs> <laughs> true or false. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. No, nah, don't share the stories about Bubba. That's just that's just not right. Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Russ. Russ is yeah. Uh, he's a smoky. That's what they call him. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, uh, gentlemen. It has been a lot of fun today. So yeah. a way to end it with some awesome games to play <laughs> and stories to tell for you. We'll be better jail. Love it, mate. Yeah, yeah. nah, nah, it's all good. Yeah, nah, nah. Oh, and I've been watching Nolsey too. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, but, nah, there, nah, there you nah. go, Ross. Have you seen it, Ross? Yeah, nah, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, mate, if it's a I'm there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Daddy. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, I shared it with my group of yeah, I reckon we all know Anolzi, so um, it's on YouTube. Oh, that's it. Mm. That's it. So for anyone that, that, that has no idea what we're crapping on about, there's a show called The Big Les Show, and there's a character called Mike Nolan. So there's a little <laughs> series called Mike Nolan, and it is so good it's not funny. So any, any, if you know a tradie that likes his rollies, you know, does cashies, wears his high views, you know, hangs with the blokes playing the pokes, Mate, yeah. this is the show for yeah. you. It is so funny. It's not funny. Um, it's not recommended for kids. No. It's called... So there's the Mike Nolan show and then there's the Big Lou show. Have you yeah, watched the, all the Mike Nolans, Luke? It just gets... Nah. 
very weird. Nah, it's I very weird. Uh, it was, yeah, it was getting a bit a bit fruity. So, but I <laughs> oh, thank you for that because we need a bit of comedy, man. Um, you know, at this point in time, and um, yeah, someone like Noel. Hey, hey, we're living comedy. Ah, it's just hard to laugh sometimes in this day and age, mate. So it's um, yeah, get get onto the. Get onto the comedy channels and get onto a bit of Nolsey um, without the kids. Oh, oh, no, you can't have the kids around. Oh, yeah. be, it's, well, it, was, uh, it was my son that told me about it, mate. So they, they've already found it on YouTube. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, well done and keep their eye out. I, I highly, uh, highly, I vouch for it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. Hey, cool. uh, thanks, boys. Uh, thank all the best thank you. in lockdown. Yeah, yeah take care. Care. Bye. <laughs> that was fucking appalling. That was appalling. It's the fucking worst I've ever heard. Dead air to start with and dead air on the out outro. It's <laughs> John Wall be turned in his grave, mate. <laughs> Over or an outro on it, Ross. The, the slick one with the beats. It's good. <laughs> All right. Excellent, gents. Catch you on the next oh. one. Yeah. Cheers, All boys. Right. Adios. Bye. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross LN Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.